Organissima New York. Your exotic skin, hair and beauty source and your one-stop shop for all your natural and organic skin and hair care. Featuring authentic organic Moroccan oil and prickly pear seed oil and much more. Bringing you only the best straight from the source and proudly produced in the USA. So what are you waiting for? Shop today at www.arganissima.com. Arganissima, New York. Your beauty is our duty. Arganissima, New York. Welcome back to the iHealth channel and iHealth radio, the Fit and Fab channel. Uh, another show, another day, another guest, uh, and a, a little variety, you know, in the show always is exciting. And today I kind of switched it back a little bit to the Fit and Fab concept with the spin. And uh, I have a doctor with me in physical therapy, uh, a, a very well uh, rounded person that has a lot of background and, you know, worldwide and uh, been helping a lot of folks, you know, uh, really get balanced out if you want to call it that way and you know i'll leave the, the technical terminology to her so i have with me today uh, dr amy novotny and uh, she's gonna guide us through a whole new concept of uh, pain management if you want to call it that way and also share with us some real concepts of of where is that pain coming from and things like that so i'm going to start first of all with a question to the public here uh, you feel pain you cannot figure out why have you ever had that probably something that you've asked yourselves. Uh, I do. I sometimes like you get pain, but you're not really, you didn't fall or anything. What's up? Uh, you have a headache, you can't sleep. Uh, so these are some of the things that we experience. And I think today we might be able to shed some light on that. And also we're going to learn some techniques that can probably help us uh, be better, feel better. And I guess that's, that's the bottom line, right? We want to all feel good and healthy and fit and fabulous. So doctor, how are you? <laughs> I'm very doing very well, Hurricane H. Thank you so much for having me on today. I'm very excited to be here and share and help your audience. Well, it is our pleasure. And thank you for, for being on the show and accepting the invitation yeah. and willing to share your value here. Um, so, so mm -hmm. doctor, first things first, let's talk about yourself mm -hmm. and your background and right. uh, what got you in all the physical therapy world. And I mean, physical therapy is a lot of stuff and yeah. I've had a few shows before, but every time is something unique. It's different. So, so tell us mm -hmm. about that journey. So yeah, I decided to go into physical therapy after I kind of touched into the research world in ecology. I've always been fascinated with life and culture, whether it's nature, animals, humans, different cultures traveling, always been fascinated. But after I graduated undergrad, I decided, you know what? I like biology, I like physics, and I like people. Why not try physical therapy? And so I decided to go right into graduate school after working at a clinic where I translated for Spanish speakers with um, saw injuries and different um, working injuries. And so got into physical therapy school, did my doctorate, graduated top of my class, very excited about everything. Nice. And then jumped back, jumped into a clinic and worked in a sports and orthopedic clinic and did that for about five years when I realized I was a very good physical therapist. I was well known in the Phoenix area, 
doctors would send people to me, but there was something missing. There was something that I wasn't touching, especially for people with chronic pain who they truly, they could get better, but they would fall back. And it's like, there's something else that's missing that I'm not getting. And at that point, I was also recruited to be a director at another clinic. And I started studying asymmetries in the trunk and how our diaphragm plays a role in that and how our breathing and the asymmetries affect how we move. And so that, that was through the Postural Restoration Institute, just some continuing ed courses. It was excellent. So I started looking at things differently then. And at the same time, I was training, I was running marathons and I was training to try to qualify for the Boston Marathon and I was on the treadmill and I said, okay, I remember this specifically. I wanted to start using myself as a guinea pig and start playing with the way I breathed to see if it would change anything about my performance. And it was huge. It was a huge impact. One, I realized when I changed my breathing a specific way, I could calm my nervous system down and muscles that were tight or sore, it just all went away. I mean, literally within a couple minutes. And I couldn't figure it out. At first, I kind of, you know, just kept running and like, okay, how come all of a sudden I felt like the coyote and the roadrunner and the roadrunner, you know, where the body is there and the legs are moving really Mm -hmm. fast. And it's just like, okay, I'm chill. That's exactly how I felt. And I wondered, okay, is this just me stumbling on this or does everyone else know this? And I've just been tight this whole time. And, you know, I stepped back and like, okay, no, people don't know this. And so then it became a matter of what happened? How do I reproduce it? How do I figure out a process to it? And then how do I start teaching it to others? And that's really how I developed this process. I called the PABR method, pain, awareness, breathing, relief. And so it helped me get out of all those runner issues. The next marathon, I flew through the Boston qualifying marks. I ran Boston four times. I started running marathons pain-free, 50 milers in the mountains pain-free. And anytime I got into pain, I could pull myself out within a couple minutes. And so, of course, I'm excited. I have to start, you know, working on other people, experimenting. And, you know, some doctors were okay with it. Some doctors didn't want me doing it. Some patients liked it. Some didn't. Um, And so it was a matter of, okay, I have to find enough people I can try this on so I can develop this process, you know, work on this process. And it's, of course, it's always molding and changing and shifting, but it started to have more and more success. People started flying in from around the country to see me and it just grew into looking only at pain to helping people with stress, anxiety, sleep issues, people who are scheduled for major orthopedic surgeries, whether it's a joint replacement or a, um, like a neck surgery, back surgery, rotator cuff, acute rotator cuff tear, they would come in, they they would leave pain-free, have their motion back, wouldn't have to have surgeries. So it's really branched out, sleep issues, blood pressure issues, all these things. And the one common denominator that is so critical to every single one of us is that autonomic nervous system, that fight or flight nervous system versus the relaxation system. That's what the common denominator is on all of those things that it boils down to. And so that's my greatest focus now is how to get people to shift out of their fight or flight mode into relaxation, parasympathetic relaxation, 
So we can free up their bodies. So they have this free flowing body, less stress, less pain, less anxiety, less sleep issues, all of that. Sorry, that was a long-winded answer. Yeah, yeah. no, no, listen, I mean, I think that was a very, very concise and and, and comprehensive at the same time, you know, piece of of information. And I think now we're going to break that down. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. So, so, but, but I I mean, first of all, great work there. I mean, great job. I mean, first of all, uh, you obviously, there's nothing better than testing something yourself, right? And, uh, and so it's, it's played it's put out there if it's been you know tested out in the real world and it worked and you are standing there with it with the results so therefore uh it's always a good start now in in any business you know when you're training or teaching it's always good to relate to 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 your own story and and how you were able to do the same thing so people can see in the value right Absolutely. But so, so I wanted to just kind of like, you know, break it down a little bit. So, so we'll talk about each part of the concept here. So first things first, chronic pain, right? Uh, Mm -hmm. Let's talk about that. I mean, chronic pain, I guess to all of us is something Mm -hmm. that it's just pain that's there, right? Right. Um, You know, it just doesn't go away. Uh, It can be, you have a joint, you got a muscle, something It's just Mm -hmm. not feeling right. And it's not going anywhere. And uh, you can pop up pills that always helps. But, but again, a lot of people don't want to, I'm one of them. I mean, I don't like to pop up pills just for the sake of it. I'm in pain. I'm just going to be in pain for a minute. I mean, I literally, as a joke, it was not a joke. It happened to me. I fell <laughs> Saturday, I was skateboarding oh. and oh. I was in pain all day, but you know what? I couldn't get any pills. Cause I was like, literally like, no, no, I, I had to actually, if actually take two, two tinnitus, yeah. you know, yeah. but, but you know, People, you know, sometimes are not really um, medicine, you know, driven and things like that. They want to just, you know, let the body do the work. Mm-hmm. Not always a good idea, right? I mean, the pain yeah. takes over, right? But mm-hmm. so, so let's talk about chronic pain. I mean, there are factors that that contribute to it. Um, in your experience, mm-hmm. what are some of the key factors? And I think you mentioned a few in, in discussion, yeah. but let's break those down. And and you know, because a lot of people would not relate some of them to right. to physical pain. So, right. what do you say to that? Yeah, so I'm glad we're going through this and let me kind of go slowly through it. So what I see in chronic pain, and I see this very, very common, okay? When I think of the word pain, it's a signal from the body to the brain that your body is out of position, okay? Something has caused the body get to get into a position where tissues are budding up together that send the signal to your brain, ouch. Now we're talking about more of the um, orthopedic pain here. We're not talking Mm -hmm. about organs where it's like cancer or a tumor or something organ issue. We're talking more about musculoskeletal Mm -hmm. joints, muscles, nerves, those types of things. And so when we look at that, if we kind of come from that approach and we say, okay, if the body is out of position, how do we fix it? Now at one point in time, our body was not in that position and we didn't have the pain, but something happened that caused our body to change position. Now, the thing that holds our body in position is the muscles controlling the bones. Now, what controls the muscles? That's your nervous system. So we have our voluntary nervous system that says, okay, I'm gonna pick up a a box, I'm gonna lift it up and I know my biceps contracted in my upper arm and I can also put it down. But there's also an autonomic part of that that controls our muscles and that's one of the, the biggest components of this chronic pain because there are muscles contracting to hold us in a position that one, we're not aware of, two, we can't sense, 
And three, we can't change because we don't know how to get out of it because we, we don't even know what to even address, first of all. Mm -hmm. And so what happens is if we think about that fight or flight nervous system, we get ramped up with every stressor in our life, okay? Work, finances, if you have kids, relationships, parents, all these stressors start to ramp us up. When it ramps us up, any little stressor, your muscles contract. Sometimes you can feel like you're guarded or you're buzzed or you're on, or even you're tight. You have tight hamstrings. I hear that all the time. I feel like I'm 90 years old. I can't bend over. Those are all signals that your, your nervous system, that fight or flight nervous system has caused muscles to contract without your awareness. Okay. And here, I'll, let me give you a, a visual of that. Let's say you pick up a bucket of water with your arm. Okay, you feel your bicep muscle contract, you drop the bucket down, the bicep muscle goes off. Let's say you pick up that bicep or that pick up that bucket again. Now all of a sudden you hear a really now loud noise like a gunshot. You're gonna tense up all over your body and possibly even jump. Right now you don't know if you're safe. Okay, so everything in your body is tense. If I were to put down that bucket of water, I'm still gonna feel tension throughout my body. And even in that, there's going to be some tension in that biceps muscle. That's the fight or flight tone I'm talking about. That's that sympathetic tone. And in order to get rid of that, I have to recognize, okay, I'm now safe. I don't need to run for my life out of the building or whoever is chasing me or whatever is going on. I'm truly safe. And I have to say, okay, I'm going to release all the muscle tension in my body to let go. And that's something we don't do. And that tension, that contraction of your muscles happens with all of those stressors I named in your life. And we can all go through and probably make a list of 20 or more stressors in just our basic daily life. And so if you think about that, by the end of the day, all of those have added up and we just become this tight knot of muscles that we need to release, but we don't. And with those muscles contracting a little bit, a little bit, a little bit, throughout the day and over the weeks, they start shifting your bones out of position. And then what happens is you keep bumping up higher and higher, the bones shift more and more. You then cross a threshold and you get another stressor in your life that might be a little bit more significant. The next day you wake up in pain because the muscles contracted just enough that shifted your bones. So now tissues pinched together and you can't, because you can't sense it and you're not aware of it, you can't drop down from it. And so that's where the chronic pain starts. And because you don't know, and you can't feel and sense, and you don't know why you're, why it's happening, you don't know your body's out of position, can't get rid of it. So you might try a pill that might decrease inflammation. So the muscles might relax a little bit that could help temporarily pain pill obviously will work because they'll block the receptors, but that doesn't mean the, the rubbing or impingement stopped. You might try traditional physical therapy where they stretch you and strength you, and that might be enough, but it might come back. You could try chiropractic. You try all these external modalities that are doing something to your body. But what you truly need is to change that nervous system. So the muscles release, your bones go back into a neutral position. So that's how I approach chronic pain. It's a long answer, but it's critical that people understand so much of it comes from that fight or flight nervous system. Well, thank you, doc. First of all, it's not a long answer. I think I think it's the perfect answer because I was I was looking forward to that because 
you're, you know, reading the stuff about the practice and just understanding, we all have a different definition of pain. Yeah. And, and I think this is the first time personally, and I've been in, in fitness and martial arts for a long time, and we have different ways of thinking that we can make the pain go away, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, meditation, and we have a lot of, everybody's got a, you know, a few formulas that they use. But this is the first time where it's broken down to something that you don't relate to in, a, in the day-to-day life. You just don't put it mm-hmm. one-on-one. It's like two different separate things, and it's never added up. The way yeah. you present it right now, I think for the first time, it's a visual and I think everybody watching or listening can relate to this because this is something that the body is, is reacting to and, and, and just adding up. And before you know it, there's a reaction and you don't even, that's the other part. I think the part that, that more that was amazing right now is the fact that that little contraction, then the movement of a bone mm-hmm. and whatever, and then, then and it adds up and it adds up and then it gets worse. Also, when you talked about the body stancing and that, that example of the bucket, I was just thinking about me putting the bucket at that point where it's all tense. I probably will probably make a wrong move and now it's worse so mm-hmm. I, I mean i'm j- i was just visualizing the whole thing yeah. with you but but really i think i think for a lot of us uh listening in it, it is not something you think of daily you know to your point we have a lot of stress you know stressors every day work family uh, friends uh, <laughs> you know the, the issues around us corona right now it's it's been the pandemic it's just too much, right? And all, all of these things are like impacting people. And we'll talk about that impact also in, in terms of your experience in the last two years. But it, it is a big deal. And then and then also you connected it with the flight and, and fight mode, right? Your system, nervous mm-hmm. system. Now, yeah. everybody, and please, I'm going to ask you to define it a little bit better in terms of the the, the flight and, you know, and, and fight mode, because everybody thinks about that. That's the natural response that the body has in terms of like, you know, do I fight or do I, you know, or do I just, you know, <laughs> run? Right. Yeah. And so, so I think that's what we understand, but, but, but we, we don't understand how it all connects inside. I think when I say we don't, I mean, maybe the majority of us, maybe some technical folks will, and, you know, in the medical fields mm-hmm. and, and, and they would understand it more, but the general public will probably don't, don't, we're not going to be able to connect those dots. So, so can you also expand on that flight, fight and flight mode, you know, nervous system itself? Sure. Yeah. So it's part of something called your autonomic nervous system. And that runs like your blood pressure, your heart rate, it controls your organs, a lot of functions that we can't think about, or we don't think about, it just goes automatically because, well, obviously we don't want to have to think about heartbeat, heartbeat, you know, you want to just let it go. So the autonomic nervous system has three components. It has your enteric nervous system, which is your digestive tract and, you know, processing food to get rid of waste. Then you have your parasympathetic nervous system, which is that lower I'm resting, I'm relaxing, I'm reposing, sleeping. And there's also a digestive component to that. Then you have the fight, flight, or freeze mode. So that's your sympathetic nervous system. Now, ideally, we would like to be in parasympathetic relaxation most of our waking hours and and our sleeping hours. And then when we need to, we go into fight, flight, or freeze mode when we need to. If you look at kind of the big animals of the animal kingdom, Mm -hmm. how do they spend their day? Sleeping. Sleeping. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. 20 hours. (laughs) Dogs, cats, lions, everything, cheetahs, you know, they spend their time sleeping and then they go into fight, flight, freeze mode when they need to act to get food, fight or whatever. So they can go from this resting state where they allow their muscles to to get nutrients, get rid of waste products. And then all of a sudden they can bounce into action and they're very effective. 
Okay. Now, humans, we kind of do the opposite where we're in fight or flight mode all the time. And then we think just by closing our eyeballs, somehow we're going to drop back down to parasympathetic relaxation to sleep. Some of us can accomplish that, but a lot of us can't because we're so ramped up our muscles are being told to be tense we're told to be on we're told to be sitting at the edge of our chair with our, our chest out suck up that gut and sit on the edge of the chair or exercise all the time well you've conditioned now your nervous system to be in fight or flight mode and to be on all the time that is hard for us to say okay wait what did it feel like to relax what did it feel like to let go for my nervous system to go into parasympathetic mode and to truly just let go so I can have a wonderful, restful sleep. It's hard for us because we've trained ourselves to be on based on all of our stressors in our life, based on how we hold our body position, because our body position affects if we're in fight or flight mode or relaxation. And we're taught that Superman posture, suck it up, pull your shoulders back, chest out. Guess what? that puts you in fight or flight mode. So we have not only our external factors, but now we have our body position that we have set there, which then affects the way we breathe. And then our breathing can also send us into fight or flight mode if we're breathing short, shallow with our chest up and, and our rib cage up in our ears. So we have a lot of factors that put us in that fight or flight mode, but the beauty of it is we can change all of it. We can get rid of or move or change those factors so we can pull ourselves back down because we want our body in as much parasympathetic relaxation as possible because that's when we have, if you've, I don't know if you've talked to people about this before, heart rate variability. That's a measure of how responsive or flexible your heart is. That goes higher when you're in parasympathetic relaxation. So it allows you to prepare for the next event, whether, you know, you're fighting, fleeing, or just presenting. Mm -hmm. The other thing is whenever someone tells me that I'm not flexible, I know they're in parasympathetic, they're in sympathetic fight or flight mode. They're in that mode and they can't let go. So we want to shift. They're tense. They're tense and they don't know how to let go because that sympathetic nervous system I'm talking about lies along the spine. So the more that you do chest out, pull your shoulders back. The more you're telling your back muscles along the spine to contract, guess what they're crushing on? That fight or flight nervous system that tightens everything up in your body. Ooh, I just felt that pain. <laughs> <laughs> well, so, you know, it's funny, you, you mentioned this about the, the being tense and, uh, and, and I've, I've seen that before where uh, in, in the martial arts world and uh, you want to do like a, a split, right? Mm -hmm. uh, one of the ways we used to do it, I mean, we just literally just split. You don't think, you don't even, almost you, you don't have, like you, you, you surprise yourself. And, mm -hmm. but the minute you know, you get tense and you can't do the same, it doesn't work the same. It's the same thing when somebody can split literally or slip and, and, and split, they can probably do it, not even feel pain. But the minute they stop and, you know, it's over. Now they're tense mm -hmm. and they hurt themselves. I, I think, and, and I've seen that happen in real life. Like when, when someone relaxes, they just go. Someone yeah. tenses, they're just like dead. They can't go nowhere. I mean, you, you can't get them to move to make anything, right? Uh, so it is It is very intriguing, I have to say, because it's like, it's just being put in perspective right now in a way that is, uh, you know, visual. And, mm -hmm. and, and a lot of us don't see that. 
He said yeah. himself, like, we are all day, you know, in action. And so everything mm -hmm. is moving. And, and to your point, everybody's walking, like, especially like your posture is important and everywhere you go and you mm -hmm. have to like show that little format. And, and mm -hmm. so, so you're, and these are things that we might not even think that they have an impact on our pain <laughs> mm -hmm. because you're not even putting one and one together. You're not adding this up to, to become a problem for you. Yeah. And so to you, that's just like the way to do it correctly. Right. And then here you're breaking it down from a scientific, uh, you know, aspect mm -hmm. for me, a real, you know, physio. <laughs> It's, it's yeah. the anatomy of the body, it's the system, it's all that stuff that we might not, you know, see day in, day out, because we don't think about our nervous system and our bone structure and muscle and where they touch and where, what, what happens when, right? So, so, and then also to your point, like reaction, right? A lot of this is reaction, uh, you know, things are happening, we are working, we come to sleep and you just finished up a two hour workout, you're probably, you know, are still like your metabolism is high, everything's the adrenaline's kicking, you're very tense. You're not going to sleep. <laughs> no. And then and then in the morning, you don't get enough sleep. And then kind of like it, it, it's just a, a snowball effect. Right. Yeah, uh, it, it's it's again, I'm, I'm trying to interpret, you know, what I've heard right now. And maybe you can, you know, tell me and guide me if I'm, I was correct in my <laughs> analysis here. But 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 I, that's that's what I'm getting. And I think for people, obviously, everybody can make their own interpretation here. But, you know, the guidance here is that it is amazing to know that these are things we do daily. Mm -hmm. And not only they're destroying us slowly, but we're doing it with pleasure. <laughs> and that's yeah. the, I think that's the set mark because we all do this stuff. I, I'm guilty as charged with this, you know, mm -hmm. and, uh, you know, you think you got it, you know, but we never do. And well, I can't say never because there's some people that may be ahead of us in this. But in the most part, you know, we might not all be aware. And I think yeah. that's where your your whole acronym and your whole concept you know, has awareness built into it, right? Mm -hmm. So 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 now let's talk about that. You get people from all over. And, and yes. I, I, first of all, before I go there, I know you said earlier, some doctors wanted, some people believe, some people didn't believe. Mm -hmm. And I, I want to just just take a small minute here to talk about that. You you challenged a lot of things here. Oh gosh, yes. <laughs> you you tell, and, and I'm just hearing you, and, and I want to ask this question, and we'll go back to the concept. But you you know, so someone like so you have a lot of world of of you know uh, orthopedic doctors, surgeons, mm -hmm. and and stuff. You just took took that whole concept out because you can heal it without you know protocols without surgery. You can get mm -hmm. someone fixed. Ideally, no one wants to go under the knife, you know, no. or under anesthesia. But a lot of people think that's the only, you know, the last resort. Mm -hmm. But they, some, and, and, and it's funny because holistic and, and, and new approaches and things like that are available, but a lot of people don't know about them. Right. And, and one of the missions here is to really bring that up. But, mm -hmm. but your experience, your, in your practice, in your career path here, I'm sure you found a lot of bumps and, and, and a lot of reaction to your concept. Oh, yes. Yeah. If you don't mind, I mean, I, I know I'm, uh -huh. I'm, I'm digging yeah. a little here, but but I think, you know, it's amazing that you, you've you've done your due diligence, you've survived all that stuff. And uh, despite the odds and the resistance, you were able to prove the concept and mm -hmm. you create a concept that isn't parallel to everything else. People have choices. Uh, yeah. I'm sure you're not telling them, well, you can't do this. But, you know, if you have a choice to do it without this versus that why not i would too uh, literally if you tell me surgery versus like do it without surgery i'm gonna take the, the easy path right uh so 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 how was that experience for you and then and then we'll definitely we'll tie right back to sure. to the actual program and, and how it works yeah and it was hard i mean i can't tell you how many nights i went home crying oh my gosh because i had i literally had doctors say if you do any breathing 
body your stuff with people, I will never, I won't send you any more patients. And I had some patients who set, would tell me, I just want to do traditional PT. I just want to kick, kick a ball or, you know, do a knee extension or a hamstring curl. I don't want to do any of this breathing and actually calm down or work on my nervous system. And so, and obviously with those people, I said, okay, I understand because at that point I was doing, I was under the, the realm of a clinic and I was doing physical therapy in terms of what they wanted. So I had to do traditional physical therapy. And so then there was others that were like, I, if you can get me better in one or two visits, by all means, I'll take a straw or balloon. I'll blow up whatever you want me to do a blow, breathe, whatever. And, and so then I had those. So I had to work through that resistance. And when I started getting people better a lot faster than traditional timeframes, then all of a sudden the doctor said, wait, what's going on over here? Okay, let's start paying attention to what she's doing. And so then I had this, this really well-known neurologist who said, I'm sending all of my worst cases, crazy cases, everything's going to Amy. And so I started just getting just random. I mean, people who are missing parts of their rib cage or their lungs or um, different like numbness and tingling down both arms. I had a lady who was um, very well known in the TV industry, high executive who had arm pain, couldn't lift anything up, scheduled for a fusion in her neck. And we got her out of that surgery. And so they're like, okay, there's something to this. And so that's when it started opening doors. And then eventually I got hired by a world famous photographer to keep him out of two major surgeries. So I gave everything up, traveled the world for six months and came back and said, you know what, I'm not gonna go into a clinic setting again. I got a lot of resistance from doctors but I can make a greater impact if I become an entrepreneur, start my own process, start coaching people individually on how to get themselves out of pain and start speaking and spreading this information. That's how I could have a greater impact. And those who don't want to do it, by all means, there is surgery, there, is, there are injections out there, there's medications, there's traditional PT, and I am very happy for them and I will refer them you know, to whoever I can. But then there is a group of people out there who want a holistic approach who I can work with and become their coach on how to calm the nervous system down. And that's what I do. And I'm just really grateful that people out there want to actually learn to transform themselves. Really grateful. I'm going to do chapeau and, and I want to say that kudos <laughs> to you because for, for, for a couple of things, one yeah. is it, I I figured it was this was not going to be easy quick because you no. every time you challenge the status quo and the, yeah. the the different systems that are in place and you come up with a new thing people either are gonna laugh at you or that they, they're not gonna accept the concept or they're gonna just you know make sure that your concept doesn't you know make make it to to to, yeah. to, to life right but yeah. you were persistent and you did what you felt righteous and uh you did it but on the flip side you had someone that that threw in the worst case scenario is that you, and that actually made your case even stronger because when you can turn someone with those, you know, extreme, you know, levels of pain into mm -hmm. something better, then the word is yeah. easy, right? The spread, yeah. you have some real concepts, proven results, boom. Yeah. I took these people with the worst scenario and I make them mm -hmm. feel the best. Yeah. And now my concept works. Let's, let's mm -hmm. see about that. And then 
I, I think also the trip did a different, you know, a, a spin on you. And, and then you took the leap in, in the business world, which is very dangerous sometimes. And every time people don't go to business because they're afraid. And, and you go into a whole world of, of uncertainty because it's a new concept. Mm-hmm. But you did it. So, so again, for those two things, I mean, I just want to say great job. You know, thank you. You made it. You go for it. And you know what? That, that should be motivation to a lot of people out there. So, yeah. again, that just a spin on our, our, our talk show today. But I think mm-hmm. that's always good to hear. And you are a mentor to others. Uh, and you are coaching others and, and helping others train to do this, this practice as well. Right. So, uh, I think it, it'd be something for people to, to listen to and hear. And whatever they're doing, this could be also inspiring to them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's hard. It's a hard step to go out on your own, not have that steady paycheck. But I knew from so many previous patients I had, they said their lives were transformed. You have to get this information out there. And so now this also gives me the opportunity to work with clients one-on-one to help them get out of major surgery, stress, anxiety. Like I can help them one-on-one and give them a program that they are learning to control their body again. And so it's, it's amazing. You see them transform. And luckily with Zoom, I work with clients all over the world and I can give them a recording of what we do so they can practice it over and over again. They'll have that forever. So wow. if they ever fall off the wagon, they know, go back to step one. This is what my body typically does. So I need to go to step one. I'm going to practice this over and over again. And I'm going to go step two and three. And it's, it's beautiful because they own it. It's not me doing it to them. Mm-hmm. I'm just there to guide them in the process. They're changing their nervous system. They're changing their body. They're changing their movement. They're changing their energy, performance, attention, focus, sleep, they're doing it themselves. There's nothing more powerful or empowering than that. It is not. And, and again, you give them control and you give them the, mm-hmm. the flexibility and the access mm-hmm. and you're still available to them as well. Right. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. well, so, so now let's talk about that. So that's the, the, let me get it right. So, uh, <laughs> uh, power. Yes. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Cool. Good job. <laughs> I got it. I got it. All mm-hmm. right. So, 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 so the first letter, first pain. you know pain obviously mm-hmm. is that that's the core of the problem right so now you yeah. you discuss do you discuss this the, the, the reasons behind the pain do you track mm-hmm. back what that is uh how do you go about that yeah so i ask them just what is your pain and then we look at that and so when i'm looking at a person I have them do all different types of just daily basic movements. It's not something that you would typically think. I may have them reach. I may have them bend over, squat, um, maybe lift up a leg. It's I'm looking at their basic movements to see how their fight or flight nervous system is locking them up that's contributing to their pain. So then once I've watched them do all these specific movements, you know, just their general daily habits, then I'll explain to them, okay, I see where your pain is coming from. It could be, if it's like your right shoulder, it could be how they're walking with their left foot hitting the ground a certain way in the rib cage position. So it's their full body comes into where their pain is. And so when I use the word pain too, their pain may not be physical. It may be all stress or emotional or sleep issues. It's whatever their pain in their life is. Mm-hmm that's causing them some kind of distress. So it can be a wide range of things, but I kind of group it all under the word pain. 
So, so, so now we have, the, so now this is the awareness part. Next is awareness. Uh -huh. So awareness is we have to get you to be aware of several things. One, your fight or flight nervous system. How much throughout your day are you sucking up your gut right now? So all of you listening, see if you can let your belly button go. I bet it was highly likely sucked up and in, even you, Hurricane H. I know it was. I'm, so, I'm tense, I'm tense. <laughs> I know, because you're on. And so there are certain things we have become aware of. Is your belly button sucked up and in? Are your rib cage, is your rib cage high? Most people have no idea what it means to drop the rib cage. Hurricane H, your rib cage is high. I'm just going to let you know that right now. That's I okay. Know, like, like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> because <laughs> if your belly button sucked up and in, your rib cage is going to elevate in front, which means you're going to hinge off your low back. Your back muscles are going to contract on that fight or flight nervous system. You're going to be ramped up. Muscles are going to tighten. So you can use that as to your advantage. But we also need to have awareness of how much we're using that during our day and try to bring ourselves out of it. So when we want to perform, whether it's using energy to perform at your job, whether you want to generate power or speed in some kind of athletic endeavor, you want to be able to generate that. But if you're always on, the ability to generate power, speed, energy is going to be much limited than if you start in a resting position. So those are certain things that we wanna be aware of. The other thing is this all impacts the way we breathe. So if your rib cage is up, your gut is sucked in, you're gonna breathe shallow. Plain and simple, you're gonna be shallow. You're gonna use your rib cage in your back, your head, your neck, your shoulders to breathe in instead of your diaphragm. So a lot of people think belly breathing is diaphragm, diaphragmatic breathing and I'm gonna challenge that as well and say, uh-uh. It's not because you pushing your belly out does not mean you know how to access your diaphragm because in order to access your diaphragm, your rib cage has to be down. If your rib cage is up and you're just pushing your belly in and out, you're using some belly muscles, but the diaphragm is separate. It's good for the abs. <laughs> it's great for your abs, but you're not going to feel so great. Um, so awareness also is how much are you holding your breath? How much are you breathing in fight or flight mode? How much, when you exhale, can you sense of your rib cage dropping down and all of the muscles in your body letting go? And also part of awareness is, can you release a muscle without anyone touching you? Can you release it and feel it release, then use another muscle to activate to hold you in neutral? So that muscle, so that first muscle doesn't overwork again. So it's trained, so it's a lot of awareness on your body and what's happening in your body. So that's, that's awareness. So the pain awareness, now B is breathing. So we use breathing as well as body repositioning to help us calm down the fight or flight nervous system so that muscles that need to relax will do so and other muscles that need to activate will do so as well to hold you in neutral. So you're both flexible, you're strong, you're stable, you have energy when you need it, you're out of pain because your joints have moved back into position that they should be in so that you can sleep when you need to and perform when you need to. So that's part of we're using the breathing and body repositioning to get ourselves back into neutral and to calm our nervous system down to give us our, which is relief relief from pain, relief from stress, relief from that uncontrollable anxiety, 
relief from not having to have a major surgery, relief from insomnia, you name it. I have people who've, who've gone off medications, blood pressure medications, pain medications. Um, they've reduced their insulin for diabetes, like all these different things. So whatever your relief that you're looking for, that's what we're trying to get you. Yeah, you know, you know, so so that brings us to the the, the title of this this particular show. As I mentioned earlier to you, <laughs> I'd like to call this that you are the uh, ma- the body healer, the magical healer. <laughs> and I know you've heard that expression before. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I believe that that somebody did tell you that. Yes. Um, and yes. uh, you know, it's actually on your on your on your side. So if you check out mm-hmm. her side, you'll see yeah. you see what I'm talking about. But but really, I mean, it sounds magical. And mm-hmm. it, it is, it is something that everybody, you know, yeah. would probably want to experience. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you're talking to me like all these things and I'm trying to figure out my belly button, here, <laughs> my rib cage, you know, how my breathing yeah. is. I think I'm doing all wrong, but, mm-hmm. but, but, but that's actually important because, uh, you know, the way you break it down, I mean, we don't actually, you know, I don't think anyone is walking in like, you know, how's my rib cage position, where my foot is going, you know, my muscles and what they're doing right now, my belly, my breathing. We just breathe. We just go about life and get busy. And sometimes we don't, to your point, we don't realize yeah. it until we have pain. And now you have pain. We Let's assume someone goes mm-hmm. through the program. Yes. Uh, Certainly, the pain is not going to be overnight relief, right? I mean, it's 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 a uh, I guess a work in progress, process. and it'll and process, and it's also depending on how bad the situation is, right? Mm-hmm. Someone who's really going to infusion and some other drastic measures will probably need a lot a lot of time. So, so what is a typical treatment and and length of someone from from the beginning to the end? Obviously, but depends on the severity, but but what would right. be that 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 time frame? Yeah. So just like with any other healthcare professional provider, I don't have a specific time. So let me kind of just give you a general idea. Mm-hmm. So let's say I start working with someone. The first visit's an hour and a half, one-on-one, because we're going through everything, having you move, we're starting to change you by teaching you how to breathe differently. Like there's, you get homework right away. Okay. Now I expect you to feel a change in your body that session. Okay. Either you feel more relaxed, you feel your pain go down. I do expect a change. Okay. Then we send you off for a week and say, okay, go practice this. You have a video of what we went through. So you know exactly how to do it. Plus I'll give you handouts and email that explains everything. I want you to really get it. So they go off and practice. Some people practice. They feel more of a change. Some people don't practice. They still retain a lot of what we did. And they may not feel as much of a change. Some people will feel fabulous and be like, I got rid of, you got rid of all my pain. I never want to see you again. I'm going to just keep doing this. And I say, awesome. Hallelujah. See you, see you some other time in some other situation. So you get the, you get the full gamut. And so a lot of times though, it is a process because people have compensations layered on compensations. Their rib cage is elevated. Their chest is out. Their pelvis is tipped forward. When you tell them to drop their shoulders, they pull their shoulders back, which really activates the back muscles. So they, instead of the rib cage dropping down, so the shoulders pull down. So there's a lot of things that we've been taught growing up, especially if you're in the fitness world. And I've worked with professional athletes, NFL players who are taught a certain thing. And then I have to teach them, okay, we're going to go against everything you ever learned. But then when they see the benefit, like, oh my gosh, I can, I can now feel, I 
the pain went away or I can move again. And so it can be, it can be 10 visits depending on a person. If we're working on 10 different things and plus maybe there's some trauma, I, I work with trauma and abuse victims as well. So if there's that component in it, that it may be even longer than that. I'd say on average between five or 10 visits is what I see people, mm -hmm. but I have some people I've seen quite honestly for a year because we're working on so much. And I have a client right now who couldn't do anything, literally was in the house, could not do anything, didn't go outside, didn't do anything, is now hiking up and down mountains. And that's over the course of a year. That's That client wanted to get to that point to be able to go up and down you know, mountains and travel and go to the Alps and all that stuff. But we had to take the time to go through some past traumas, then body pains, some anxiety. So we're working on several different things. And, you know, we start maybe once a week and then it spreads out to once every two weeks or once a month or however. And it really depends on each individual person because we're all unique. And that's one thing we have to keep in mind. Again, I mean, you answered the question. I mean, ultimately, mm -hmm. there's different scenarios. But mm -hmm. for someone that that literally went from not motion and sitting at home and doing all that, that is impressive. Yeah. Uh, so, so this concept is yours. It's mm -hmm. proprietary. It's it's mm -hmm. unique. It's yes. you launched this. Uh, yes. are, are, have you expanded? Are the other service providers that are under your you know realm right now that are like a franchise of yours or or you know some sort of a uh, uh, I guess you know, they work with you uh, in your network like uh, of providers. So I haven't, I haven't started franchising this out yet. I'm working okay. on, I'm working on a couple things. So I'm working on a program, uh, a video online program, just like a lot of healthcare professionals or other coaches out there or a video course for the everyday person who's not into healthcare. And then I'm also working on a certification program so I can certify other people into do this method. Awesome. And that, th what that will look like is having, you know, some, probably some online video courses as well as an in-person component because I can, I'm mostly virtual right now. And so I, I work with clients, just everyday people who have pain or whatever throughout the world, but occasionally wherever I'm located, if I'm traveling, I always get people who want to be worked on in person. So, I mean, without fail, if I travel somewhere, someone I'm talking or someone knows about it, it's like, okay, can you work with me in your hotel? And I end up working with someone. So it's, it's also good for people to know there is an, a hands-on component for some people out there who can't sense and feel, or quite simply, there are people out there who say, I don't want to have to do anything. Just do it to me to make me feel better. <laughs> and I'm okay with that. And I say, okay, I will help you get your ribs in the correct position so you can feel your body calm down. And, you know, we're all different. And I respect whatever their goal is. That's what I want to help them with. And so there is that aspect too. So with a certification program, there will be a hands-on portion that will go through as well. So people know what to feel that would be for like a healthcare professional who wants to do that. So. Uh, listen, uh, good luck yeah. with that. I mean, I, I think that's a great, and, and, and I think there should be, you know, an extension of you because you yeah. there's, there, there, there's a need, definitely there's a yeah. need. And I know uh, based, based on 
just the description. I, I've been trying to figure out all the rib business right now while you're talking. Like, how can <laughs> I? And, and it is hard. I mean, like, really, you got to understand what you're really doing. And, and yeah. I think that's that's the big challenge. And you already discovered that you already found the the, the, the format, the way to do it correctly. And, and it works because you know exactly what to do. Just like acupuncture, right? You know exactly where to put yeah. those needles to get the results. So you got to that level of expertise and, and you do it. Now it's a matter of teaching it and, and sharing it with the world. Now, so, so uh, you mentioned something about people with different uh, levels and, you know, uh, virtual. That brings mm-hmm. us to the discussion of uh, before and, and post pandemic. Uh, mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm assuming before the pandemic, it was all hands on and you were direct and people came in and visited and came to your practice. And with the pandemic, it opened up this whole thing with Zoom and, yeah. and, and, and remote and virtual stuff. Mm-hmm. But, but in the same token, uh, you know, have you seen an uptick in, uh, in uh, I guess, cases and uh, people really, really, you know, with the stress and, and the impact of the pandemic? Uh, did mm-hmm. you see anything change in your practice? I mean, in terms of volume, obviously, the fact that it opened up this whole yeah. communication piece certainly gave you more, you know, worldwide audience. But, yeah. but at the same time, you know, you could have done that before, but people before the pandemic didn't think about it that way. I mean, maybe some people did, but in general, we were still kind of like, you know, uh, breaking motors, that kind of thing, right? Everybody comes to you. Now everybody's telehealth and remote and virtual. So, yeah. and, and, and the results are almost equal, but obviously mm-hmm. the hands-on piece is going to be more difficult. But, but, but in your experience, yeah. what, was, what was that? Yeah, so I actually did do some virtual beforehand, um, and I did have clients all over the U.S. and some in Canada, um, but with obviously with the pandemic hitting, I switched to all virtual, and, you know, the thing is, we don't often have confidence in ourselves to change and transform our body. And so that was a little bit of a hurdle. So the people I saw in person, they didn't believe they could do it. And so there was a little bit of a mind shift that had to happen and me having to work them through that. So they realized, you know what, when I did the hands on, you often, well, most people I can put to sleep very quickly (laughs) and I'd have to wake them back up. But so I would have to teach them, okay, we're going to help you sense more about your body. So I actually prefer, this sounds awful. I actually prefer working with people virtually because they don't become dependent on me to feel something. The more I can empower them on their own body by teaching them what to sense and feel. And it comes down to how well can I communicate? If I'm doing a crappy job communicating, that's, that's on me that they're not feeling it because it's my, that's my job. That's why they're working with me is I have to be able to communicate something that they've never felt before. So that might mean changing positions, doing something differently with the arms and legs. So I am on all the time when it's, when we're on zoom, I have to shift and change to make sure that I'm communicating something that they can perform and produce and then sense. So it's hard. It's actually a lot harder for me to do a Zoom call than it is in person because of the creative nature. My brain is constantly working back and forth to say, okay, I can see you change. I know, I know when you change, I know when something releases. I still ask them, it's like, did you feel that? And they're like, how do you know? So I can see it. It's very subtle, but you can see it. So being able to provide the Zoom and doing the Zoom and then the beauty of Zoom, I can record it and give it to them. Mm-hmm. in person I couldn't so that shift to virtual it was a really good prod for me 
to be able to take this even at a greater level. And people actually like it. They don't have to drive somewhere. They can do this at home in the safety of their home. They're not worrying about, you know, contracting COVID or not. Mm -hmm. So it was actually a very beneficial thing in the long run. Scary at first, but in the long run, it was beneficial. And I do encourage people to take advantage of telehealth and virtual sessions with their physicians because sometimes it's going to give you something that you can't get in person or it helps you control yourself differently. Well, you're right. I mean, if you like, again, uh, we, I use, we use this analogy at work. I mean, uh, I'll teach you the fish and I'll give you the fish. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it's, it's really, if I, if I learn to do it, I'm going to do it. And that means I can mm-hmm. do it over and over and always have the medicine with me. <laughs> right. But if I don't, I'll have to rely on you all the time, which means I, yes. you know, and you may not be available when I need it the most. <laughs> and yeah, and so, exactly. so that, so that's really, it's like, uh, you know, being ready to do a, a field dressing if you're in the woods, right. You know, and be able to, you twist an ankle, whatever you get a scratch, you get a bite, you know what to do. Same yeah. concept here, but this is an ongoing treatment that you can learn yourself. Now, mm-hmm. um, people will be certified in this and certainly, you know, you'll have a lot more, you know, uh, folks out there that that would be utilizing the services and and the concept. Now you mentioned Canada. Mm-hmm. Right? So so now I, I you know I have to ask this question yeah. because of the the healthcare system. Mm-hmm. Now I'm assuming this is all in the private world and so therefore this is not part of the the, the healthcare system therefore it's not right. covered. You people have right. to pay for this. Absolutely. Um, mm-hmm. Have you have you considered maybe uh, whether in Canada or the US or mm-hmm. other places maybe to, to participate in insurance, you know, companies uh, and be, uh, yeah. you know, a practice like, like I'm in the insurance world. That's, that's what I usually mm-hmm. do in the day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. so, so we do have like, you know, PT, we have acupuncture, things like that, that is mm-hmm. covered. And so we put that in our benefit package and people can get it. Uh, but, but have you considered that? Is that something that, that you would consider in the future? It, it's a great question. And I'm going to say right now, I'm not planning on it. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I'm not going to promise for the future because I don't know what that entails. But the reason I don't do it is because I'm spending 90, 60 to 90 minutes with people, sometimes two hours. Right. If I were to get an insurance reimbursement of $50, I wouldn't be able to put a roof over my head. I wouldn't be able, I can't function on that. I would love to be so wealthy that I didn't have to charge anything at all. But in order to compensate for my time, it is cash pay. And then I, I don't have to see five people an hour. I can see one person an hour. <laughs> that, that's a good hour. <laughs> people do. Yeah. There's yeah. a lot more people in, in the healthcare system that the 10 minutes is like, you know, 10, 15 minutes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. And I can't teach this to people in our 10 or 15 minutes. All of my clients that I work with, they are so excited to have this full time. They are willing to pay the amount, because if you had, let's say I was doing traditional therapy, physical therapy, and I had someone for 90 minutes and the insurance would only cover for, you know, whatever that time I wouldn't be able to function as a physical therapist. And I, right now I don't have to hire an insurance person. I don't have to hire a front office person to do billing. I don't have to do all these things. So it allows me to see people one-on-one. And so that will that change i don't know in the future but right now for probably the next several years it's going to be one-on-one cash pay no but that's for you but once you certify people right so so now you have different you know 
agencies mm-hmm. or sub agencies of you, of your concept, uh, will there be like a system where they can do whatever they want with their system? Obviously, oh, yeah. where they are, where they are, like let's say someone in the US mm-hmm. may want to be participating in an insurance, you know, uh, yep. program, uh, but so yeah. that will be open. So you're not opposed oh, to that. Yeah. It's just that the, the concept, but you're right. I mean, this is a, a unique form. This is like added value. It's, it's not your, yeah. like, like there's a lot of programs that you have to pay to get. I mean, you just don't get to come insurance. So. Absolutely. When I certify another healthcare practitioner, however they want to address it is, is up to them. That's fine. I'll just let people know that sometimes it takes people a full hour to get this. So you might not be able to have another patient there at the same time with you. The other thing is what I do, I consider this coaching when I'm working with a client one-on-one, it's not physical therapy. It's not um, chiropractic care. It's not acupuncture. I'm coaching someone on their nervous system. And so other healthcare practitioners, how they want to incorporate that into their practice, I, you know, I will be fully supportive of that. And that's totally, you know, however I can help them integrate it. Well, listen, Amy, yeah. again, I had to ask the question just because because I know Canada has the, the, the healthcare yeah. system is different. Yeah. Uh, and of course, it's less reliant on insurance as, as much as we do in the US. I mean, that's, mm-hmm. but also here we have private pays. And even I think yeah. even in Canada, there's, you know, people, there is, you can go to a regular doctor and, and the system pays, or you can pay extra and go on your own to a private doctor, which is very common yes. to, to get expedited, you know, uh, visits and things like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and again, so that, that goes in. And, and also like I've had, you know, uh, like psych- psychologists and uh, uh, on the shows and they, they mm-hmm. also do the same things, private pay. And mm-hmm. these are different sessions and things like that. So, so it's pretty common. Yeah. It is, it is a very, very, uh, you know, uh, common practice. So it's great. And then, and, and it's, yeah. but it's a unique service and mm-hmm. people to your point, you know, if there is an alternative surgery and I can do it, then it's going to save me, you know, uh, uh, a lot of problems because surgeries, you know, I mean, I had, I had a discussion the other day with someone, uh, and, People literally, I was told that uh, people can go in into a surgery and they get anesthesia for, you know, something basic and they don't ever come up. Yeah. Uh, so, so again, going to surgery, that means you have to go through anesthesia and other things. Yeah. And uh, you never know what can happen before, well, not before, but certainly after. Yeah. And so, so if you don't want to get into that, you know, you have to seek alternative measures and this is one yeah. of them. Absolutely. So, so yeah, well, listen, I mean, uh, I hope that we can bring this message to, to the people uh, mm-hmm. in Canada, beyond Canada, all over the world. Cause I mean, we're worldwide and uh, hopefully people can, can see here and even, even practitioners out there, mm-hmm. uh, you know, there is an opportunity to, to get specialty here and certification, yeah. uh, you know, seek that. And, and even, I think people may want to add this to their, you know, their ammunition. I mean, they might be a yeah. PT, they might be a chiropractor, but this is, I have a friend who actually does, you know, PT, uh, therapy, uh, acupuncture, <laughs> he does oh, a lot nice. of practices, you know, so they do all, all kind of services, right? And, mm-hmm. and I think that's always good to add another value to, to your treatment. So this course is for a set of things. This is another different course for a different level and based on where you are and what you need, you know, it's always good to have options. <laughs> I, I totally agree. Yes, definitely. Well, listen, Amy, we, 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 we did take the full hour so, <laughs> yeah. uh, and, and it was just all exciting stuff. And you know what? I've learned a lot personally and uh, about just how 
things in our body function in, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, I, I have a biology major originally, and you know what, I, I still did not understand all these concepts. <laughs> and, and again, I when that. I say it that way, I mean, your basic mm-hmm. biology is one thing, but, but mm-hmm. understanding how it just touches on, on your, you know, stress yeah. and all the stuff and, and your pain management is a whole different world. Right. And, and again, yes. that's why you're, you're the doctor <laughs> and, and it takes time and practice to see, mm-hmm. and you've practiced long enough to see the need for it and then you tested oh, yeah. yourself and you discovered something that probably was not coming and now it is and yeah. uh you know so so congrats as i said earlier and i hope that you know more people uh, see the value and seek your services and also the concept itself and hopefully in a few short years we'll have a lot of uh you know uh i guess providers that that do the system and mm-hmm. that, that provide the, the, the actual services all over the world now that would be a great achievement like hey that's my baby it's all over now <laughs> yeah. yes and and for any of your listeners i want to offer to if anything i said didn't make sense they can shoot me an email i also offer free 15 minute consults so if someone out there has pain or stress anxiety any of these issues that we talked about today and they're not sure if it's a correct fit I do the 15 minute consults. I offer them free. Just let have them, you know, send me an email, amy, A-M-Y at paberinstitute.com and tell them that they heard me on your podcast. So I know what I've said that will help me guide them better. And it might be, they want some free resources. Fine. I'll, I'll, I'll do that. They may want to work with me one-on-one. Fine. They may just want to chat and get a couple suggestions. Totally fine. Whatever it is, however I connect, can connect with them and help them i am raring and ready to go well thank you for that and uh your listeners you heard you know doctor you know amy uh it's it's available and you know take it you know uh i mean if you think that this is something you need you know it might be worth the the investigation uh the link to the website you know to the 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 institute and you know the the link to dr uh uh, Novotny is available on the, the description of the show. So check it out, click on there, go in there. But before we leave, you know, I wanted to, to talk about your other oh. aspiration, <laughs> you know? So, so, so one thing about doctor here is that she has a uh, photography, right? Um, mm-hmm. background, or, or I guess mm-hmm. uh, you're an enthusiast, you know, of yeah. photography and, 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 and you do uh, different, you know, uh, natural shots. Is that what it is? Like you mm-hmm. go out nature. Wildlife. And, wildlife mm-hmm. there you go and and so so what was the thing about the national geographic <laughs> so the, so people need to know that that's a fact so so i think it's a cool thing <laughs> we'll jump right in yeah. uh, so a couple of years ago i went to mongolia and i was photographing um the native people and so there was a boy who kissed a golden eagle and i submitted that to national geographic and it was chosen as the top world uh, photo of the day And so it was a very great honor. I didn't sleep for several days. I was so excited. Um, So it it was very honor. So one of my passions is photographing wildlife. And I've had a solo art gallery showing as well. And many photos of the day and people order, you know, stuff, prints, stuff like that. So that's my little side passion, hobby, um, you know, business, that type of thing. Well, listen, I, I've saw, I've seen a couple of pictures. They're, they're, it's pretty, you know, impressive stuff. So, you. you know, those shots are like, you know, uh, unique and uh, people, hey, check it out, you know, yeah. uh, especially if you have some sort of a feel for, for photography mm-hmm. and nature, this yeah. is, there might be uh, something to, to also check out. So I just needed to highlight that. So <laughs> sorry about that. It's a little off the, the discussion, but it's definitely a highlight. Yeah. Uh, so 
Doctor, it's been a true pleasure. Thank you for, for being on the show tonight and uh, in giving us all the insights of a whole new concept that, you know, uh, we might not have known about uh, and, and probably didn't even think that we could have something like that. So thank you. And uh, folks, thank you for uh, tuning in, uh, watching, listening on the radio. Uh, hopefully this was a very informative and, and uh, exciting uh, topic. A um, lot to learn. Uh, we'll talk tomorrow. New show, new guest, and new topic. Ciao, ciao for now. Bye-bye.